Alright, what's up guys? This is insert podcast name here. We're podcast about all interesting topics in gaming. Um, I'm here with Teddy and Justin. What's up? I'm Teddy. I am Justin. Awesome. And uh, we'll get straight into it. So what have you guys been up to? Uh, do anything interesting lately? Uh, slash any gaming things you guys are looking forward to? Uh, I mean, Justin, you have some big news. Want to talk about your bit first? Uh, yeah, I finished a game jam, uh, second of three, um, for kind of a sort of local, oh. uh, game jam to Portland, except it's not because, uh, it's entirely you like opened it up. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so I have been slaving away and, uh, kind of burning in the fires of procrastination, <laughs> and, uh, putting everything off to finish my game jam. Uh, and so got it done. It was, um, Pikmin inspired until we had to cut scope a lot to get things done by the deadline. Um, but other than that, I've been heads deep in the Mega Man Battle Network series since um, the collection has been announced for like next year. And uh, as like a fan of that series from um, it was uh, 2001, it came out in 2001. First one came out in 2001 for the Game Boy Advance. And uh, the fans have been left in a desert for like decades uh, since yeah. the last entry. So since the collection got released, pretty hyped for that. Uh, so I've been playing through the first one, which is very terrible game. Very, very terrible game. But yeah. It gets better. You'll be fine. You're in okay. good hands. Uh, what have I been up to? I mean, I played Justin's game last night. It's awesome. It's super adorable. Like you say, it's pretty Pikmin inspired and you had to cut scope, but I feel like you've gotten like the core... Uh, core functionality of pikmin in there with the little throne of aliens so it's all good um i die whenever <laughs> someone says they play my game and i'm also so thankful whenever someone spends any time at all playing my game i'm just like thank you so much we yeah figure out on it but yeah i appreciate it's it. sick i broke it and i couldn't reproduce the bug so it's it's just off into the ether your game is perfect and i like no reproducible bugs so thank, thank you you're good um what else have i been up to I'm playing Monster Hunter Sunbreak, a uh, bit of a Monster Hunter guy myself. Uh, I finished through HR like 105, 107 maybe. So pretty happy to be through all the content. Although I uh, just got a sneak peek at um, the upcoming title updates. And boy, do I have opinions, uh, which we'll probably save for another day. But uh, yeah, that's that's the game that I've been grinding for the past. When did Sunbreak come out? Like almost a month now. So it's been a good time a month yeah, it's been three I weeks didn't i think that. yeah it came out june 30th i think maybe june 29th so yeah i've uh been just selling my soul to monster hunter it's all good i'm having a great time uh as for How myself uh i've actually been doing same or i'm not as probably big into monster hunter as teddy is but um playing a I bit i did start playing i'm playing a bit now you know i enjoy playing with teddy uh i'm i like certain kind of games and monster hunter hits that make a build box you know yeah like uh feels good kind so of it's perfect feeling it yeah exactly you know especially when you get a new weapon get some new armor that fits nicely yeah uh so yeah so i've been playing that um poe announced their next league starts Ooh. august 19th Ooh. uh so I will probably be playing that. And then the last thing is get the... So I don't know if you guys know this, but 
Do you know what Digimon Survive is? Yeah. Like, yeah, who doesn't? So, I think I feel like we're all super excited for it. But tell the fans, so, dude, what's what's going on? Dude, so the, the funny little, thing was, uh, like, the little Gabumon that I got. Oh, oh shit, that's awesome! Dude, hell yeah! So you know, I got excited for this game, and when I saw it, like, oh, it was being announced over two years ago, and then out of nowhere they release a trailer, and then they say they're releasing at the end of this month, and I was like, what the? So yeah. it's coming out at the end Ooh. of this month. Yeah. Yeah. So I will Ooh. probably play that. Nice. Yeah. So hopefully that's good. Um, Damn, you're not giving yourself a lot of time before the POE <laughs> league starts. It's I, like what? I'm not, survive comes out, right? You play through Survive for two, maybe three weeks, and then you. POE league comes out, and then this podcast dies pretty much, right? Basically. <laughs> let's go. It's just a waiting room for your um, POE league. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's a, you know, uh, let's get into actually the topic of it, of today, which is free-to-play games. Um, and sort of, we're not restricting ourselves to anything specifically um, for this one, but more on the uh, psychological, you know, uh, side of things where wh why they're so addicting and things like that. Um, so honestly, like the biggest quote-unquote uh, free-to-play game out or debacle right now was the Diablo Immortal thing. Um, you know, it's free-to-play, but if you want to be competitive, drop $100,000 on our game. <laughs> is, like it, is it actually $100,000? Somebody did the math, and it was close to something like 116 k to like get everything in the game to like max out. What the hell? Yeah. Um, no so if you got 116 grand to <laughs> drop, hey, pop off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know that's been pretty. Uh, it's been pretty polarizing for the community, and I feel like it's extremely polarizing for the casual player. Um, what I've noticed a lot is the people that play games more competitively, if you will. Uh, I feel like their stance I've noticed more is. Um, they think this is like you know a step in the wrong direction. This is gummy, like you know Blizzard's a poophole. And uh, what I've noticed from like people who aren't as competitive is like you know they say you know a business needs to make money. Like who cares? I'm having fun. Um, you know like you can just not play. And you know I understand both sides of it. I'm leaning way more towards the Blizzard scummy. This is definitely the wrong way to go. But yeah, do you guys have any thoughts and opinions about the whole Diablo Immortal fiasco? I mean, Blizzard has just not had a good past couple of years, you know, just just with everything going down and just to see that they've kind of what I think is, you know, right off the bat, like I think what they're doing is really scummy. But um you know, I think there's some points in like, hey, you don't have to play. I imagine like no one is turning around and dropping a uh, hundred thousand dollars. But didn't they just like make a crazy amount during their beta or something like that? So it's it's clearly working. Per week. A million they in a week? a week. Oh my and, gosh! Per week, and they, and they ran insane. for some. I think from what I read, I don't know the exact number to date, but mm -hmm. like maybe a few weeks ago, the number was twenty four million uh, <laughs> total. It's like the game's been out for so... like two months, maybe even in beta. <laughs> yeah. 
So, I mean, you know, that's the thing, right? Like, a lot, you know, people say, oh, uh, you don't have to play, but, and like also Blizzard's a scummy company, but clearly there's like some sort of market, right? Like, yeah, I, I think it's also part of like uh, something I'm a bit disappointed to see is a departure from like skill-based progression and, and more so it's like finding ways to monetize progression itself. Like there, it seems that um, from the sounds of it, if I imagine, you know, I've not touched Diablo Immortal like as a uh, disclaimer, but I imagine if you want to get to that end game kind of build, you're going to have to either spend money or thousands of hours in the game. Right. And so yeah. anyway, anytime you try and force a player to, to pay to win essentially, even like in a non-competitive or maybe like uh like not just for pvp right it's like if i want to get further in this game and pay money it's just not a great feeling to to run into that kind of wall it's interesting how often people will do something that hurts them i mean and that's a very <laughs> deep philosophical thing but in terms of like to play games there are like games you can like scroll on through whatever platform you're looking on like steam or mobile apps and you'll see reviews where people are like this game has like takes so long to grind but then there's still like a hundred thousand people playing it thousands of people playing it so people will still play things that will like ask like enormous amounts of like time and or money um and uh an interesting thing is like sometimes there are people who are there are uh players or um, yeah, there are players who are asking for things that they can spend money on. Um, kind of an interesting tangent with, is um, Riot's uh, auto battler based on League of Legends team fight tactics. Um, one of their kind of lead developers was talking about um, recently they put out a, a premium skin in the game, and um, when you get like kind of a knockout in that game, it plays an animation, and uh, this is the first like skin of its kind to do that. But um, you can't buy it directly. You have to um, kind of you have to spend currency to like roll for it. Um, and oh, no. the way they um, but the way they like balance that out is well, quote unquote, balance it out is they put um, kind of like if you roll for this, um, I think it's like two hundred dollars. If you roll for this and you don't get it after two hundred dollars, like you'll get it automatically. So it essentially costs two hundred dollars. You could get it earlier, but it essentially costs two hundred dollars. And they were talking about some of the reasoning behind it, and they were people. And he was pointing out that um, uh, the developer Mort Dog was pointing out that there are users or customers essentially who are saying, "Hey, I want something I can spend my money on that's like premium, and it, you know, the scarcity has like value, right? Because like no one else or very few sure. people will have it because it costs two hundred dollars. Because no and one, then- no one in their right mind is going to spend two hundred dollars." on yeah, like a, a TFT skin. And then he was like, hey, at the very least, like you can like gamble for it and like get a chance of getting it for less than $200 as opposed to like outright putting, labeling it for $200. And then, you know, there's also the um, other discussion about like, you know, when you're starting to roll for things, you start getting into like sunk cost fallacy and like, you're like, well, I'm yeah. already like 50 bucks in it, might as well keep going. And then you're $200 and so, yeah. But yeah. Uh, there's like dude, a demand would... for like pain and like high cost items. Uh... Dude, you talking about that, like uh, that tangent is, it's so relevant to POE because <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but basically the, the concept is uh, they make the highest end of fun, quote unquote, 
fun stuff, right? Like game, basically like, you know, game balance breaking items, like super rare because they want it to feel like the weight of items and want to feel like an accomplishment. And it's very interesting to hear that some users want it through payment. um, Whereas POE is, you know, it's just all luck based. So like whether you're here or not, uh, but that's very interesting to hear that just want to dump money in. They want to feel like, hey, I'm the cool kid. Yeah. I, I mean, Justin, you do you still play TFT all that often? I guess maybe in another life when you're not doing game dev all the time. Like, are, are you still grinding uh, TFT? Yeah, I'm not grinding it. So um, TFT releases kind of like its whole... TFT has like cycles where like mm-hmm. entire units and like real sets are swapped out. So and they call it Got sets. It. So I was really into set. Uh, actually, uh, I pl- I played throughout earlier, like very here and there, and then I got really back into it in six. And then um, when uh, there's a mid set, so six point five, when set six point five came out, I decided to like really grind it. And I went for like master rank, which um, grinding for a high ranking thing. I think TFT actually is one of the few games that i think are big where it's pretty easy to grind i think mm-hmm. to and like learn the game to get to a high rank because um you really just have to learn the game um and you can get a lot of that pretty easily through playing and it's right. so less reliant on like um skill like um apm and like accuracy and things that like mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty easy game to like get to a point where you can get get a high rank but yeah i i am not i have not been playing the recent set which came out set seven and i think it's Got it. for like handful of months 22 months i've not been playing okay. i don't know if i'm gonna dip my toes in the way i like haven't had time i i kind of but i still follow the community here and there um, got it which is Has... how i heard about the yasuo um shibi which was the skin okay so you haven't played a game where you you've encountered that skin yourself uh i was no. i was kind of probing for like a, a reaction for you right like as a player when you see that kind of animation like is that something appealing to you as a player like hey i've sunk all this time in like why like it would be awesome to have this cool like cosmetic or or how do you feel about that um at least in this case i've I've actually seen it and it looks cool as hell i won't lie (laughs) yeah it looks cool cool as hell um because it's like a yasuo like it's like the background turns blue he like you know swings his sword out like okay Blossom tree or something in the back. I don't know exactly what it was, but I've seen it because I watch Scara sometimes. Sheesh. Okay. Yeah, the the best part is that it it plays on your opponent's screen, so your opponent will like lose, and they have to like sit there and watch this <laughs> and, like, like watch animation. that it's animation. This full screen animation, and it's like handful of seconds. Um, okay. But it it's pretty rare, so I haven't I haven't seen it. Um, but um, yeah, I, I haven't seen it in the hand, like hand, handful of games I've played. And when I pop in on like the TFT Twitch streams every once in a while, I usually don't. I haven't seen it. Um, uh, I haven't seen it all too often. Yeah. But um, yeah, the the sort of equivalent and like and it, it kind of goes to you said was like um, kind of a um, an older form of progression commonly seen in the video games, which was like skill based progression. The equivalent of that for me was when I hit. Um, uh, high rank in uh, set 6.5 for TFT and there are like a few very like I don't think they're visually impressive but you know there's just that cost associated with it where it's like hey this is like 0.01% of the players for this set will get this um, or it was probably like 0.03 or something will get this cosmetic and even though it's not uh, 
impressive cosmetic in my opinion it's i have like, it's like a it's like a reward like right like a trophy for, yeah. for doing well and, and being yeah, part yeah, of something yeah. right instead of dumping 200 bucks into the game yeah but like mm. it, it goes to your point too because like i said that visually isn't impressive um uh the like it's like a little border basically mm -hmm. And then we were talking about the Yasuo Chibi, which is like the other form of progression, which is like money progression. <laughs> and like Dave was like going, going off about uh, how like sick it was. And um, it's the money is like definitely, you know, like that's where the money and time and budget is going into. Yeah, man, that's crazy because I mean, I usually think of like mobile games as kind of uh, the ones that will sink uh, like you into like a crippling gambling addiction. Uh, but to hear that league has, you know, at least put in a, a two hundred dollar cap on one of those, like I, I, I always thought, like, hey, you know, there are cosmetics available in your store, like that's that's a perfectly, like, okay monetization method. Uh, but the minute you like start to put like drop rates on it and pull rates, it, it just like kind of blows my mind. I mean, like you can't really. So, uh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna ask. I'm sorry to bring it back to Path of Exile yet again, but uh, their their version of loot boxes, right, is mm -hmm. uh, they have a loot box that runs uh, for the league for that three okay. months. And then after the three months is up, uh, you can then purchase it in the shop for whatever set price they put, right? So all the stuff becomes available. Sure. Uh, is that any better to you than having like that loot box? I, I guess I don't Drop know rate. the monetization of the game itself. I would imagine there's like for a league, there's some sort of cost associated with it, right? In in maybe the form of like a battle pass, right? That's another way to easily monetize something. No, uh, like no, like it's free to play, and then like if you want to buy uh, some cosmetics in their store, you can do that. Otherwise, it's totally. And then, like I said, there's that loot box thing that shows up every league. It has interesting cosmetics, and mm -hmm. they become available three months later, or basically after the league ends. Why? The shop through. Why do you think that it is okay to be a loot? I'm assuming that you think it's okay. Sorry, because you're just a fan of Yui. But like, is there any justification behind um, making this a loot box for that league? Like, why not just make it available immediately? Like, hey, we're kicking off season you know 11 or whatever of of poe like here's here's a commemorative skin you can purchase it if you want um biggest reason is is i think justin brought it up that people want a money sink sometimes and that's the whole reason they put it in mm -hmm. um and then also they're like you know we don't want it to be an entire loot box so after the three months is up we just put it in the shop uh so really, it's like what Justin said, like the user base wanted some way to sink money into the game while getting value out of it. You know, value, not really getting it. It's cosmetic, but um, Got yeah, it. value out of it. So their, I guess, you know, their solution to it was make a loot box. Uh, they do have some form of a battle pass recently, which mm -hmm. I think is whack, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so so it does have a battle pass that is kind of whack <laughs> um they introduced it and you have to buy it if you want it it's not it's and it's like it's like a really watered down version of a battle pass and mm -hmm. to me it's not really a battle pass it's like instead of 
uh, cosmetic cosmetics, what they do is it's a unique item cosmetic. So it changes how that item, like mm. the color of it or whatever. Sure. Right? It's not okay. a, yeah, so you have to wear that specific item to even see the effect. So that's why I say it's a very watered down version of it. Uh, one thing I wanted to uh, talk about uh, for that point you brought up, which is like, you know, seasonal loot drops and then making it available for players afterwards. Um, I think that makes it a little friendlier for consumers because there's less of that pressure of like, oh, if I don't, that kind of like less uh, scarcity pressure where it's like, hey, if I don't get this now, I'm not going to be able to get it. So like, I'll throw 20 bucks or however to like get it now. Um, if it's available afterwards, then like maybe it's a little more expensive or a little bit harder to get or whatever, but at least like it's like, hey, if I still want it, I can get it later and you don't feel like railroaded into committing to a financial purchase based on that like rashness. Um, it does hurt the consumers a bit who are like, hey, I like wanted this exclusive thing for myself. But in terms of like friendlier overall, I think it is a slightly friendlier practice for consumers as friendly yeah. as like, you know, loot boxes can be. Uh, for right. Player. Uh, and keep in mind, we're also only referring to cosmetics at this point when it comes to loot boxes and things. But really, when you think about it, I mean, there's a big elephant in the room when it comes to like pulling for games and things. And that's like Genshin Impact. Like, what, what is it? Like a billion dollars in, in sales in their first uh, year out or something like that? Something absurd, right? Over a billion dollars. And when yeah, you think about it, uh, like it, it's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Go ahead. I was going to say their, rev their net worth. I Net worth, revenue, I don't know which one it is. It's one of the two, but it's $3 billion, and that's, that's insane. $3 billion. Sounds like revenue to yeah. me. It's an absurd yeah. amount of revenue at that, but wow, what the hell? So, yeah. I, I mean, when you think about like the characters that you're pulling, right? You have these five stars uh, like characters, and I think the weapons themselves, I'll be honest, I sunk maybe a good 40 minutes in a Genshin Impact to get my first free roll like realized how long it would take to gather the materials and free to play and decided that it just wasn't going to be for me because a lot of like towards the end game uh, and I have friends who continually play and progress that they, um, they have to get the five-star units that are meta right now. And that just seems so like annoying to pull for. Like you think of, you know, you can think of like the, the waifus and the husbandos of the world, right? Like I think, is it Ganyu that, pulled like 15 million in revenue in in her first like week of release or something like that wow. um so you know and i'm not sure if it's for the aesthetic and i'm not sure if it's for the meta but i think like when you think of the weapons also being tied to that you're gonna have to like roll for the character upgrade the character upgrade the character's weapon you you'll need like so many different currencies so you buy your primos and you convert your primos to this and then you convert like y to z uh it, it just is kind of insane to me. The uh, another part of that that's interesting is how often, and this is also out, in and outside of video games, is like how often like direct currencies are like so confusing to follow. So you can't really oh see. You put in like a five dollar bill, you don't really know what that five dollar <laughs> bill gets you. Usually, yeah. it's like you get like there's like in a mobile game, there's like twenty different currencies, mm -hmm. and like you like convert them and you like earn them in different ways, and like you're just kind of confused you're like okay i guess like i'll i'll put a hundred dollars in i guess i think that's what i need um 
yeah, it's, it's super hard to keep track of. And I think it's honestly like a pretty predatory practice and, and to tie that to like, like I said, progression rather than like cosmetics is, is where I start to, to see that line get a little blurred for me. Um, not so much like the concept of loot boxes themselves. Although so, Europe has different opinions on that. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Um, the question I had for you guys is like, you know, talking about Genshin impact and like, you know, buying, basically buying power in games, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, it clearly has a place in the marketplace, right? People oh, clearly yeah. like it. And, and, and I understand it, right? Because, uh, as somebody who has nine, normal nine to five, uh, then you cook much, dinner. How much money did you out. put into? How much money did you put into Genshin Impact? <laughs> you can tell us. This is a safe space. <laughs> I, I, I've actually never played it. Funnily okay. enough, uh, but yeah, like you no, know, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I put money into other games, but okay. you know, whatever, it's fine. But basically, the question I have is, uh, because you know, obviously, there being a market for it, like, what is uh like what do you think drives the consumer because we all clearly seem to think like it's sort of silly to uh dump uh money into you know a game where you buy power like you know what real i guess skill expression is there in that what kind of uh you know fulfillment if you will is really in that in there into pulling a lever and praying you get that five star um, you know, what do you guys think drives that consumer? Like, you know, there because the bit market's so big, like, um, there has to be some sort of hole slash try for it. I mean, there are like so many factors you can think about. Like the it, it really comes down to the objective or of what those items in game end up doing. Uh like you said, I, I think you saying I have a nine to five, so you know, I, I don't mind spending the money in. I think convenience is a big part of that, right? Like I think um, I, I have put money into a mobile game before, which is Drukali Lost, uh, rip in pieces. I, I don't think the servers are down yet, but uh, I, I put like 40 bucks into it and I bought like the starter pack, which is just like, oh my God, how predatory is that thing? Uh, and then I, I sunk in another, what is that, 20, $25, whatever it ends up being, ended up being for, uh, for skip tickets. Um, because basically for your upgrades and your facilities, right, you need to do quests and in order to get the quests done, uh, I just didn't have time because I was a busy student and I really wanted to get to the end of the story and I wanted to get like access to this new raid content and the blah, blah, blah. So I'm just going to sink some cash into these skip tickets. Oh, uh, you know, we have upgrade facilities. It's going to take 36 hours for me to, um, go ahead and, and upgrade my, I don't know, my fire characters to do like plus four damage just give me that now like i want it now so i think you know convenience really can drive some of that stuff when it comes to uh, again like removing skill-based progression and really tying it to like time uh which just people don't have i was wondering how you progress so fast i was playing the free to player out kind of alongside you and you yeah. were like blazing i was like how is he doing this yeah i I am. I thought I had told you that. Sorry to to give you false expectations, but uh, yeah, I think I remember it was. Um, I remember it distinctly because Dragali had just came out, and I was talking about it with a, a group of buddies in in Discord, and I was kind of shitting on the starter pack. It's like that's crazy. Who would sink fifteen bucks into this? And someone went, "I'll buy it if you buy it." I was like, 
you know what? Let's let's run that. No way you're putting money into a mobile game. So I dropped my $15 as a silly college kid. And they dropped $15 as a silly college kid. And there we were, 30 bucks in the hole. So that, that's kind of how it started. But I mean, once, you know, I think that was one of my first purchases, if not my first purchase on the Apple App Store. Like I had been clean until then. This is again in like 20, oh God, 17, 18, maybe. I forget when Dragalia yeah, came out. I think it's like four or three years. Yeah. Um, so that was my first kind of purchase. I had to set up, I think, PayPal to, to go through Apple. And I think it was, it's just so easy to do it now. Like I, I make in-app purchases elsewhere. Like I, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Webtoon fan, so I'll I'll support the artists by like buying little like coins to tip them with. So nice. I mean, and that's just it's instantaneous, right? If I want to buy like new coins, or if I want to buy twenty five dollars worth of skip tickets in Dragalia Lost, it's already hooked up to my account. It's it's so easy. Like they've broken that barrier. Like I am a whale. Um, so I don't know that that starter pack, despite the massive discount, really kind of opens the door to just like so much more. You know. It's not, hey, give five bucks to this Webtoons artist. It's, hey, give 250 coins to the yeah. Webtoons artist. Um, I, I had a similar social experience. Um, and um, different games. I was playing Pokemon Go on college and mm -hmm. in college. And then we're at a, uh, we're going, we're showing up to a raid. And then um, I didn't get my, you need like, um, you kind of need like a raid pass, I believe. It's been a while since yeah. I played. So you need a raid pass and you can get once per day. But um there's like a certain there's like a certain situation which like I didn't uh I didn't get one and then or I hadn't used mine already. I wouldn't be able to get one until tomorrow. And then uh, there's like a group of people there or a group of other like classmates and I was like well, I don't, don't want to just sit around and look like a fool. I'm going to put like a dollar and I like, I, I think I registered <laughs> my credit card to my phone for that. Yeah, there um, it is. To put in a dollar into Pokemon Go. And, um, and you know, that's also like at a broader spectrum because there are like, you know, communities for ev like every, you know, sort of active um, free to play games where people talking about like different builds and everything. Um, and I think that also feeds into it. Um, uh, and, I guess once you sort of see like other people, uh, you know, putting money into it, you're kind of like, hey, I'll I'll do that too. It yeah, feel, you feel less weird, I guess, because you're not like looking at it as an outsider. You kind of like see, look around, you see people around you, and you kind of are more eager to participate in something. And so, I, I feel like that's also kind of an underrated part of gotcha gotcha games, which is yeah. like the community behind it. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're even now because I'm pretty sure I was on that second raid and it was a Rayquaza and I wasn't sure how everyone was running it back because I had I, I had like booted up the app and I was like, OK, <laughs> let me try this because I hadn't opened Pokemon Go in two years or whatever it was. And just seeing people like go and, and fight this thing is like, I have no idea like what the raid pass is. Like I don't have any coins. Didn't like I was like, oh, these people just play a lot. Didn't know you dropped a dollar, Justin. I, I'd say we're even now. My forty dollars and your one. Dollar gets you far. It's <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Got a me too, I think, out of that. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I do think the social aspect is is huge there. Sorry to cut you off there, Jay. No, for sure. Um, I do have a question for like you know where we've been talking about like loot boxes, sort of pay for power. Uh, we even talked a little bit about the pay for cosmetics. 
Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a like for free to play games specifically? So things like League, you know, Genshin Impact, Fortnite, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have like a preferred way you'd like to do business? You know, conduct their monetization methods. Do you uh, do you not particularly care? Um, you know, I guess where do you guys lie with for that? Yeah, I, I mean, it depends, like, what I'm getting out of it. Um, typically, I, I think, like, thankfully, I don't naturally gravitate. I'll, like, naturally repel things that I think are very predatory in terms of, like, a monetization practice. Because um, it, it kind of comes down to, like, how am I spending my time? Um, usually my, I guess, like, my barriers for when I decide to, like, spend on a, a free-to-play game is... Um, I've spent a lot of time on it already um, or it's something that I played a lot with friends and then I'll be like, hey, you know what, I'll, yeah, sure, you can have my 20 bucks. Uh, I've, I've spent like 100 hours, 1,000 hours already and um, that definitely will still like net more money out of me because I think like on terms of skins, uh, I used to play League of Legends a lot. A lot. Um, in terms of skins, I, I probably have spent like a few hundred, like 200 or so, 100 or so uh, skins for myself and like you know skins for friends even though um you know 200 dollars is a lot more than like your typical like 60 dollar game or 70 dollar game uh nowadays but um i i think like if i uh i, I am thankfully like a, a bit like savvy a, a little bit more savvy in terms of like seeing practices and like hey if i play this game it'll take like um you know it's 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 pretty bad for you to play this game um and um Thankfully, you know, online it's easy to see people call things out as like, uh, like app store reviews. When I'm like looking for games to play on my phone, a lot of people say like, four stars. Hey, I'm just warning you that this game will like, like punches like a sucker. It like costs <laughs> so much money or like a million, uh, it costs like a mil- uh, millions of uh, hours of your time. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I, I think we're lucky in that sense, kind of looping back to Justin, your point about like the social impact of things. Just that like our our friend group and what sounds like the friend groups like around us just don't care all too much about like either the cosmetics or the pay to win side of things. Right. Um, I think, you know, when Genshin, if you pull like a, a five star, you can like post it on Twitter and get like primo gems. Right. And I think that social proof, like we are not going to post our losses. I'm not going to post my like batch of of three star weapons right like i'm only gonna post when i pull like my husbando right so i think we're lucky that we don't like none of us are or we're not really around people who experience that so i think for me like monetization is a bit skewed in that sense like i totally think that we should support games i think 60 dollars is just such a joke price at this point especially with everything going on it's like six Games have been sixty dollars for for far too long, like yeah. a decade or too long, <laughs> and um, so I, I try and support games like when you know I find it reasonable. Like I, I definitely think you know battle passes are like okay if they offer like certain rewards and things, but uh, it's like what again? I guess for me that's a bit of a money sink. I think of Apex Legends uh, when I was playing that a lot when it first released, and they just put out the first battle pass. I think it's like. I want to say ten dollars, 
Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, like I'll, I'll pick up the battle pass, you know, get myself a couple extra like cases to open and just like support them, right? Because I, I want Apex to keep going. And that's kind of my whole reason behind like buying into like small bits of monetization there. And it's, it's like same thing with my $40 at Dragalia. It's like if I didn't want to support them, then I, I wouldn't. But it's like, they're, actually, there are far too many ways for me to support a mobile game. So maybe that's a bad example. But uh, yeah, I definitely um, definitely have some pretty strict guidelines about how I feel about the game first before I really think about the practices. Um, Justin, you brought up an interesting point of like, uh, I think, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but you said uh, it depends on what you're trying to get out of that game, right? Um, like, do you, like, I guess, what kind of gamer are you? Like, do you bounce between games? Like, do you sometimes, you know, lean towards the free-to-play game? Because, uh, yeah, I guess, like, because, you know, it's because you said it depends on what you're looking for. Like, what, I guess, would you look for in a specifically free-to-play game? Yeah, uh, somewhat counterintuitively, like I've tried to get into mobile games um, and I've thought about it a lot and I come to the conclusion that I shouldn't. But um, I've said I said this earlier, but like I naturally like repel against like free to play games because I will just get into it. And like usually I'll find um, one thing for a lot of them is like the gameplay is just not a draw for me. The story is usually annoying or the characters are usually annoying compared to like usually uh, games that aren't produced to necessarily be free to play um and so i i've tried i tried playing because the allure of like hey i'm like a time starving human being i would love to have something that i can pull up for five minutes um and one thing is that like i haven't found anything that i can like really stick into for five minutes except for dragalia loss uh i was playing that quite a bit uh, around that time as well um but um and i and and the other thing is like hey realistically even if you do find something like that's like a bite-sized game, you're gonna be spending more than five minutes at a time. Like yeah. these things are built to be a black hole at like uh, addictiveness. Uh, and like something we didn't mention yet is like you know the UI and visual effects and audio cues are all engineered. They have this down to a T to yeah. um, like just trigger this thing in your brainstem that's like, oh, that's good. I want more. I'm gonna put. Hey, I put five dollars into that, and that felt good. I'll put like ten more dollars. Yeah, in you're just in a casino. Yeah, or like they get you playing long enough because, like, you you know you you know there's that practice that almost every free to play game has, which is like your progression is like like you're you're a star blazer. You're the best gamer I've ever seen, and you're like leveling so fast. You're getting so many rewards, this, that, and that, and then you're like, hey, this is pretty fun. I want to play more. And if you play long enough, you might you know put like some money into it but um yeah i i kind of i i think like um i had to be impressed by the gameplay usually and i have to find like um the that like there's something i can put that i, I can put time into it and i like get my value and i don't feel like something is wasting my time as much on purpose um uh, a lot of times i'll like bounce away if i'm like noticing that when, when you guys play uh, games in general, not just uh, thinking of, of free to play, are you more in like a uh, like a competitive mindset that you want to like win or succeed, whether it be at like the story or PvP or PVE or whatever, 
or is it like more of a completionist mindset or are you just kind of looking to explore like how how do you do you want to spend your time i guess is my question uh for free to play games like you know, I just mean in, in like general oh so i prefer pve games like i'm very mm. big i'm not big into pvp i mean i say that but i have you know hundreds of hours in league so <laughs> what do i know but uh, but uh like uh the only mobile game that i still have that like has that gotcha aspect on my phone is puzzles and dragons and you know uh i have like like literally thousands of days logged in and like i, I haven't spent a dollar though uh but it's the reason i like it so much is it's one of the few mobile games i've played where it has it has it has a really good pve aspect and it doesn't focus so hard on the pve and i've played like the pvp games and it just feels like i gotta dump in so much money to be competitive that i hate it like yeah it feels like i'm losing at the game and then the story driven ones like those are the ones like yeah i probably like more um you know like they're pve like it's very like i play to relax right sure um so yeah that's like what i look for more in a game i would say like if it's more solo player it feels more friendly mm -hmm. um, especially the monetization systems right because right uh if you are a solo player it's not uh it's not are you better than the person next to you so you don't have to like you know basically uh compete for like that best items and almost always in pvp games like the best items and the best way to progress or make money or currency or whatever it is uh in that game is to do pvp and to be at the top of the ladder and usually it's like you know after the week or after a few months like sure yeah cash out for being at the top i guess so, like i haven't touched puzzles and dragons in a very long time but i as one of the i guess older mobile games at this point huh um I I remember them being one of the first to uh, make me realize that they're kind of taking advantage of loss aversion. Like, is it still the case in like the the puzzle levels themselves? If you're to fail, you're like accumulating items as you go, right? As you're you're getting through parts of the level, and if you lose, it, it's like, hey, you gotta hit retry, otherwise you're gonna lose all of like this stuff that you've got across like the level. Do you really want to do that, or do you want to spend a dollar and? and go one more time and keep all your items, you know, like uh, it, it's like, yeah. like I understand compared to some of the other like pay to win models that we've talked about uh, today that puzzle dragons doesn't seem so bad, but I, I still think it's there and I just don't know like how I feel about it oh. or if it's still even in the game. It's still there. Very, very prevalent. Okay. However, um, you know what it all, you know what the weird thing is? You know what it feels like? If you pr play a mobile game when it first comes out, uh, like they give out so many free rewards. And oh, like you yeah. just log in every day, right? It like, it feels like you don't need to pay to win. Yeah. Uh, but it's again, going back to what Justin said, Hey, dump in, you know, 10,000 hours and Hey, you'll be good as somebody who spent $3,000. Right. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it still has that. It still has loot box. Like, I don't agree with it, but it's been on my phone so long. And like, honestly, uh, I don't play it that much, but it's got a special place in my heart. Cause like I've literally played it or I've logged in because it tells you how many like login days you have. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I've logged in for over like four plus years, like in days, right? <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. So I, I used to love that game. I used to love passing time with that game. So yeah, you know, like, uh, like Justin was saying, like what you get out of the game. And I think uh, it's very different for everybody, but I got what I got out of that game, like what I wanted out of that game. But I still somehow didn't pay a dollar, but I think it's because <laughs> I started early. Yeah. I'm, you know, I did dump a bunch of hours of my life into it. But yeah, I do agree with you that uh, I do hate that. Like, hey, spend a dollar here. Continue. Yeah. Okay. Another interesting thing is um, that uh, you, these live services games are so. Um, uh, temporal like they don't last um mm. like little jimmy who played this game for like ev every day and put sunk five thousand five thousand hours in eventually the company's gonna be like hey i'm gonna pull the plug i already made my money and then like all your <laughs> yeah. cosmetics all your money it's like gone you can't go back and look at um little jimmy's favorite like like uh husbando that he he pulled on genshin impact it, it, it will probably eventually be gone because um companies aren't really will eventually not you know not see a need in like keeping servers alive to uh if uh, past a certain point and right. um so like you know it's probably not as big of a deal now because we're only um like this free-to-play like uh mania has only been happening for like a, like a decade-ish or so give or take and like but i think a few decades now like we're going to see like a lot of our childhood memories like dying out um, and mm -hmm. uh, Dragalia Lost, which is getting shut down. Uh, Teddy and I have both put in like a definitely a, um, a lot of hours into that. That's that's yeah. going away. So I even now I'm already feeling like, oh, man, my sick pulls where I had like the luck of the gods are all. Yeah, it's like it's all like, gone now. It doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, I can only like dream about them or like look at pictures of like the like official art. I can't look at like my account or like what I pulled. That's going to be gone. Um so um yeah dude uh and two things one just to go back to your point of uh they have like the ui uh down to a t like when you roll like uh they used to have like oh you could roll silver but really silver's gone it's only gold and rainbow eggs and then like the gold egg says like you know rare and like shiny letters and like uh you know it has a whole animation for the thing and then uh the rainbow ones are super rare and it's like in rainbow and like <laughs> yep. you know little, little fireworks going off i, I remember um, the dopamine hits yeah yeah and then uh the other thing i wanted to bring up is the word i remember the reason i stopped playing mobile games actually or I, it was one of the big reasons is uh you brought up the point of you know dragalia's closing down well a game i used to play i think it's called brave frontier no, not Brave Frontier. Sorry, that's a that's a Nintendo DS game. Uh, no, I think it's called Brave Frontier. I think they stole the name. But, uh, like, I played that for, like, a decent chunk. Like, maybe 200 plus hours, right? And then they shut down. But then they released, the, the same publisher released the same game. But Ooh. it's like a different name. And, like, literally Nothing the same. Over. No, nothing carried over because they like. Sh I, I don't know why they shut it down. I didn't look into it. I just remember like they said they're shutting down, and I was like, "What the poop?" And then I was like, "All right, whatever." And then so yeah, like, can you like? I was just like, "How could they?" 
Like they just <laughs> came back like with a different sh- shittier name, and like <laughs> it was, it was literally the same goddamn characters too that you started with, and like you know the same oh, concept of the game. Like it was literally a copy and paste. I don't, like and then and then I even saw like uh, another publisher like literally copy and pasted their game uh, into like their thing. But yeah, like I that is like the worst. Like when a game shuts down, but then they come back and it's the same exact game and you're just like what why i mean i think i'd be pretty happy for a drugali loss too at this point but yeah. maybe the grass is greener man <laughs> yeah that's the thing there, there will be like you'll be like uh you'll have like the like memory of a goldfish you'll be like whoa it's back and you'll be so happy and you'll like forget all of the abuses that that like um that that company did to you yeah and that, like everything you've lost you're just like, oh, no, wow, I was back. Tempted, I'm so dude. excited. No, I was Dude, I was like, you dumb poopers are going to come back? Because I don't think, like, like uh, you know, like I said, I like more of the PvP games. And so this one did have PvP, but uh, it was very heavily focused towards the PvP. And, uh, dude, it was so troll how long the story took. It was like, you know, you, like... I sometimes like mobile games when I'm busy in life because, you know, they have that stupid auto feature, right? And I'm not doing anything and I'm chilling and, and I'm watching myself collect gold. So it's that auto feature. And, like, they, you know, to play through the whole story again would have been, like, another at least 10, 15 plus hours. And it's, like, not fun gameplay, right? It's me pressing the auto button, right? Um, and so, yeah, you know, like, sometimes I want to play the game. Like, I was at a point in the game where, like, all the content I was doing was, like, pretty hard. Like, if I wanted to beat it, like, even if I had, like, the really good units, like, I had to, like, you know, plan out my skills and stuff and plan out what team I was bringing. But then, like, yeah, I'm starting over. <laughs> so. Uh, That's, like, a good yeah. reaction. I think we should probably have that reaction. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll mean, see when we get there. The is, yeah. Trivalia. No, it, 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 it it depends right because it's like i to- i can totally see like uh you know oh feeling like nostalgia like wow my game's coming back hey i'm like older now like you get that nostalgia hit like this was so much fun when i used to play with the boys you know we'd hop on discord and you know summon the rift right whatever right. <laughs> <Dragalia> lost <laughs> um so i can totally see the opposite happening right but i that that i played solo so you know, I was still That'll be us in like 50 years when Monster Hunter XXL for the Nintendo Switch comes out. And <laughs> we're like, hey, let's go play Monster Hunter Rise. And we're all like in our, we're all like surviving and like dealing with multiple hernias in a retirement home on Discord yeah. playing, playing the old Monster Hunter. Oh, it's a dream you know, life. It, it is. It really is. Um, something I did want to talk about uh, that we didn't really. Uh, I think Teddy, you done it a little bit, but uh, really loot boxes and uh, like sort of their like like how they changed, you know. Um, you know when loot boxes first came out. Do you guys remember the first game that did loot boxes? Uh, for like that that you can remember that like the game first game you played where you introduced the loot boxes because for me it was for FIFA FIFA fifteen. Uh, ultimate team or whatever it was and like you had to like you had to like buy packs to like get people uh if you mm-hmm. play online with a good team 
right? Yeah, I mean, I think FIFA may be among the first, right? Uh, FIFA is obviously the the prime example, right? And even like uh, the EU's uh, in in their tirade against loot boxes are are citing FIFA and I think like one other game on uh, uh, Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> oh, it's Raid. That's so great funny. Game. Great game. Great game. <laughs> Yeah, and great transition to today's sponsor. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish, I wish. The but... companies are taking their money. Hey, we're taking your money too. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. I mean, I you must have watched was the with, mm. for me. Uh, I feel like that was the first time I like interacted with loot boxes um, and like. They come like and like you know that's when the vocabulary around loot boxes I started to, like see them, um, but they're definitely earlier examples. Um, yeah, but I feel like Overwatch for me is one of the earlier things I remember, um, which mm -hmm. e e which isn't even that old, but I feel like yeah. that's one of the more significant things I remember. Yeah. Um, I, I... When you played Overwatch, was there the did they display the rates at which you can get stuff? No. That... No. That's uh, that's very new, I think, and it might not even be around because that's like a China-specific law, right? So most gacha games have to have it because they have to disclose the, the rates at which they drop now. I think that happened in 2018 or 19 um, where you have to come out and disclose, hey, like here are all the drop rates for our, our mobile games. So to my knowledge, I thought it started in EU. Um, I thought EU was like the first, you know, uh, country yeah. that was like... Oh hey, you know loot boxes are pretty unethical. Um, you need to disclose rates if you want to have a loot box in mm -hmm. European stores or whatever, right? Like if you sure. want to run in Europe, basically. Yeah, it could have um, been like I a parallel know. start. Like, yeah, I, exactly. I don't, I don't know where it where it started at all. But yeah, and it's very interesting to see in uh, China. But also, I know like uh, China has like such a big mobile gaming community. Absolutely, um, yeah. I know it's very big there, at least from, you know, I don't know anybody that lives in China, uh, but from the outside looking in, um, I hear that it's, like, really big there. Uh, it's, like, you know, uh, people really, like, get into um, mobile games there. Uh, so it's very interesting. And you think the gaming market in general, just, like, population-wise, largely uh, China's fueling that, right? Especially considering... Uh, I may be stepping out of bounds here, but like from my understanding, at least like in our friend group, spending on mobile games is not something common. And I guess I'm not around people that do. Um, so I'm just curious as to like how that is more acceptable, like in different cultures, right? It's like for among younger people, like among gamers, right? Like who is spending this money? Like where are the game devs listening? Uh, because that's where all the money is. Like what, what are they trying to provide to what audience? Yeah, and um, go back to like uh, to a point we mentioned earlier. Like you were talking about how like hey, you show your friends, you know, uh, this item you pulled or whatever, right? Um, maybe it's just bigger there. Like uh, I know in Korea, like you know, pay to win is like not frowned upon. I know yeah. in West Western I mean, culture, like I, I think I think the very first loot box is Maple Story, right? Like with those little hey, tickets Maple that you like swap Story. for for items or something. That's got to be. Like if oh, like one if not the, yeah like Maple the first Story one. used to 
Oh my god! Oh, Never mind. So this I is where we learn that he spent money on a on a gotcha game. <laughs> no, let me tell you guys how I got scammed—not scammed, legit <laughs> scammed in MapleStory, but how I lost. Like, I think it was 10, 15 bucks. Whoa! Uh, back when 10, 15 bucks got you a lot, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a kid, I, 10, 15 bucks is huge. Yeah, it gets you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was like you know there was a gotcha pod, but I had another thing called uh like the marketplace and you could post items there for money like for their nexon cash right mm -hmm. and i wasn't paying attention i was feeling myself i was like i just got 15 bucks in next like i ah, have 15k i'm gonna go buy stuff from the you know market cool and i went and i bought like a pumpkin basket okay okay because it comes from the gotcha pond and i oh, accidentally that's... spent almost most of my, like i spent 80 percent of my money on that pumpkin basket um, you have I that pumpkin basket. Can you ever? Can you see that pumpkin basket like in your account? If I if I knew my account, probably yeah. Okay. Um, it's still it's still an item in the game, but I do not remember the account name. And also, uh, did like I like bought it, and then I was like, no, I didn't know it cost this much because I was feeling myself as a kid, you know, like <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm on get, top of the world. Get this and this, um, like fifty yeah, bucks yeah, gets yeah, me a lot. Yeah. yeah. So. That was uh, big sad. But yeah, yeah, I guess my first introduction to loot boxes was technically MapleStory. Yeah, I think my first introduction was probably TF2. I think I, I opened for like some Halloween oh, yeah, skins yeah, 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 or yeah. some Halloween hats yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. When I was like, I don't know, in middle school maybe, I'd ask for like, I, same as UJ, like I'd ask for like a like $15 Steam card and that would just go straight into keys, right? Because I like would accumulate boxes because I just like go home and play all the all the time. So like a Halloween event rolled around and there was like a cool like hat that I wanted. Obviously it's going to be a hat. I don't remember what it was in TF2, but uh, I think that was my first introduction. So yeah, I think maybe I've been spending a little longer than I recognize too. Hey, I get you when you're young. That's how they... <laughs> I mean, it, that's yeah. Truth, I mean, it, like, it actually like, works, right? Like you, back yeah, keep going back yeah. to Genshin and and all that. So like social proof stuff. It's like it's going to work. Like the future of gaming. Uh, I am maybe pessimistic about like how much people are going to sink into mobile gaming development over the next like decade or two. Um, I kind of want to touch upon the topic that we brought up right beforehand before we move away from it, which was like the regional differences behind like spending mm -hmm. on free to play gaming. I am not an expert on like different cultural yeah. histories, but uh, kind of like a tidbit that uh, I heard about that I think kind of reflects um, certain things is that like a lot of countries had different uh, gaming histories entirely because of the consoles that they're there that have access to. And so that causes like things to like shape out entirely differently. Uh, one one fun thing was um, the Nintendo 64. Um, that never really came over to China, um, as far as I know. Mm, um, yeah. they, like they had its own version. They had to like make its own version for it called the IQ Player, and it only played specific games uh, I, because like you know uh, it's pretty strict in terms of what games could be like brought over and published in right. China, and so like. It, there's like a huge restriction on like consoles and like what games are coming over there and like uh thing is like everybody has a phone so um it's pretty easy i think to like it's kind of your default like it and you're yeah. gonna get into it and then if a whole country is getting into it then it's like 
you know, really easily, to, uh, it's it's really easy to like look around and see like what other people are doing to spend their times, and like you know, you'll boot up your phone and play like, uh, uh, play like a mobile game, and like you know, uh, and just like get into the culture of spending it to it. Uh, mm -hmm. it so it, yeah, it, um, and I I'm not too familiar with like South Korea, but I feel like the consoles there have also haven't been exactly like one to one compared to like you know, I feel like US and EU are pretty similar in terms of uh gaming histories but um right it's it, it's interesting to look at like the differences in like um you know gaming history there and i, I think it does like end up reflecting in like patterns and trends we see today uh to be fair uh this my my anecdote of korea being uh very gaming heavy was from some uh maple story article basically uh you guys know nexon runs maple story um probably Anybody who's familiar with Maple Story, um, and uh, basically, like uh, the reason they cater so much to their Korean audience, um, like really, like where they make like most of their revenue, like I think I got exactly the number because I, I I I will tell you what I think the numbers are, but it's either three x or fifteen x. I th I think it's closer to fifteen x the revenue of what uh, like. Korea makes for Maple Story versus what they do in North Korea. Uh, it's, it's either three or fifteen. I'm not exactly sure which one it was, but obviously they're vastly different numbers. Um, I would have to look up the article again, but yeah, basically, like you know, um, and basically the the article is like you know, uh, in Korea, in Korean culture, like pay to win isn't as frowned upon um, uh, as it is in the West, and that's why. Um, the revenues look so different. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that was like what some random article said. How true it is, I really don't know. But from even talking here, like, you know, in the U.S., like, you know, buying games, like, yeah. or spending money on games. You know, when we were kids, yeah. you get make fun of for playing video games, you know? Like, so it's like, a, it's probably like, yeah. we're just boomers. <laughs> they're not even boomers. But yeah, maybe it's, I don't know, like, Maybe yeah. there's still that stipulation for I, us. But. I, I guess another thing I, I may be curious about and, and a big thing, uh, just thinking about like China in particular, which I'm I'm fairly certain has the largest gaming market in the world, is that there are probably a lot more gamers. Like I'm I'm curious as to like the the per capita for like gamers, gamers in, in like the US, <laughs> right? It's like how much do we spend like on average uh per per country? Um, I, uh, I imagine U.S. probably comes out on, on top there. It's just a matter of like where the largest markets are, right? It's probably just uh, another aspect there that isn't so much cultural, rather just like sheer numbers. Yeah, yeah so something interesting is uh, in uh, for League of Legends, right? Uh, like we have, you know, they recently opened something called Champions Queue, which, Champions Queue, which is for professional players, but basically... Uh, what I want to say is there's only one server for the United States, right? And it's mm -hmm. on the East Coast, so people who live on the West sort of have bad Oh, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but that's because, um, you know, our player base, like, you know, League of Legends is, like, really, even, like, going back, like, four or five years was, like, really the biggest game on the market mm -hmm. um, or close to it. Um, and so, uh, interesting enough, China has, lit like like, no joke, like, 10 times the player base that the u.s has oh yeah and it has like like literally like 30 plus server um you know oh. so 
So like, it's really like, um, you know, even that number just tells me like, yeah, like gaming just different there. Yeah. Like, um, and then, uh, esports is also viewed very differently, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, professional sports. I don't want to get too deep into it, but you know, also, you know, uh, Faker, right? I'm in Korea. It's Faker's literally a household name. You know, mm -hmm. um, that's how popular it is, right? Like, it'd be like Tom Brady for the U.S., right? Or uh, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, whatever okay. you want. Um, so yeah, you know, like it's it's like that version for them. It's Faker. So you know, it's it, it's also the way gaming is viewed just in general. I think. Um, so you know, if you, you know, Faker's like a household name. Yeah, you know, you can. It's like a very viable way to become a celebrity as well. You know, be good at games, be interesting or interesting or good at video games so. yeah the the big cultural touch point for korea is the pc gaming cafes right like that's mm -hmm. where you would go if you're a kid to like hang out and spend time and so um that it uh so like it's really easy to see how like esports can just um take on so so much more in a country like south korea um yeah who do you guys think um, would win um LeBron James in Faker's body or Faker and LeBron James's body in a one-on-one -on -one basketball uh, first to 11? Dude, okay. This is a very easy question. Okay. I don't know if you've seen LeBron James. Okay, I, I have okay. seen LeBron James. I don't care how clumsy you are. <laughs> like, homie will fall over and break Faker's bones, right? Like, that's how okay. big this guy's body is. Like, I'm giving Faker okay. all of it, right? Like, Faker is 100% Okay. Really? Uh, Faker's winning in LeBron's body. Uh, the muscle memory you, is in the brain, Jay. It's not in yeah. it's not in LeBron's body. It's in LeBron's brain. Yeah, yeah, it's in LeBron's brain. But the issue is LeBron's not used to Faker's body. Like, you know, he's used to having a well, like why would Faker be used to LeBron's body? LeBron's body. So the thing is, he doesn't need to be. He can literally all you need to figure out how to do is dribble the ball. He LeBron's James like. Fully standing. Well, I mean, he, he also needs to, you what, know, like, basically touch the rim. He won't know how to dribble the ball. <laughs> yeah, he'll have no, to learn how to dribble the ball. He'll have to learn how to. You think you think Faker's ever dunked? You know, you think he has like the muscle memory of how to dunk he a basketball? The thing is, he doesn't need to learn to dunk because literally jumping he in LeBron James' body is probably fine. Okay, you don't need a shoe. You can just back him down, kapow, just run at him. Okay, dude. all right. Maybe maybe you would win in LeBron's body. I don't know. Look, look, all I'm saying is I think y'all underestimating LeBron James' body. Okay, okay. that okay. man is. Faker in LeBron James's body is going to see the angles to gank LeBron in the jungle that is the basketball post and then just do the yeah. kapow move over yeah. LeBron dude, in Faker's body. You can't spend two million plus on a body and tell me, like, you know, put a random person in that body and they're not good at physical sports. You know, nah, I don't care how, you know, clumsy you are. You, it, you got uh, Sounds like it's even to me. It. It's a close, it'll be a close one. It's, Fake, okay, faker wins, yeah, Faker wins like 11 to 9 or something. I feel like, yeah, I, I agree. Faker's body will win. Like, he could, he oh. know, like, how to shoot. Like, you don't That's even true. Have to go yeah. Uh, Faker in LeBron's body. You can just shoot from three, or he'll know the actual angles to like gank Faker. Um, but but uh, no, there's no. I don't believe it because uh Okay. Like like <laughs> even even like I don't know. 
it, it can't be that hard to figure out how to shoot, right? Like, you know, it's not like some it sort of... It is really hard. No, it is really hard. I, I think it's really... Pay millions of dollars for a shooting coach. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's very difficult to be consistent and good at it. But, you know, you have to beat a tiny person. Like, LeBron is literally like a foot taller than Baker, Probably. right? Probably. That's true. Shooting is pretty hard. Shooting is pretty hard. Just getting the ball in the basket if you never touch the ball, it, it is pretty hard. But you don't think Faker's like ever played a sport? Like, no. He's probably played a sport. Yeah, right. I don't know if that you gives him like an, an edge, though. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't I think that we're not saying like he literally has to learn the dri- like to dribble as in he's never seen like a basketball before. He'll like get it and be like, "What is this?" Okay, look, look, you guys are convincing me that it'd be closer, but I'm still giving it to LeBron's <laughs> Okay, okay. It's all right. I'll die on my camp. I'll, I'll die on my well, I think LeBron has enough fans, but I think here I'll have to I'll have to die on the LeBron fan camp. Perfect. Uh, given uh, that, um, do you guys want to just uh, go around and give some closing thoughts on free-to-play games? Uh, yeah, just closing thoughts, and we'll... End with a listener question. Sure. Uh, Justin, you want to kick it off? I feel like I kicked off some of the stuff in the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think what we talked about where, um, uh, like, Genshin Impact is going to be, every game that releases is probably going to be a Genshin Impact-like, like, um, all the similar, I mean, there's little detail, like, little differences, but um, you, you'll we'll definitely start to see that because uh, executives and companies like the big ones are just going to follow the trend, and so like free to play games are going to be around for a while. Um, I, I, there's like a bit more literacy around them, so I think people are, are a little bit smarter, and like devs can't get away with too much stuff, or like businesses can't get away with too much stuff, like hurting the consumer. And at least there are a few more options for people to like spend their money on like experiences uh, that they value. Um, but you know, it's it's like a it's a good and the bad. I think like um, the good part about free to play is like it sort of doesn't cost you anything to play. Uh, yeah. Asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. Uh, <laughs> as long as you don't fall into it. But like um, you know, there's there's still value in having uh, something with a low floor that everybody can get into, and uh, it's easy to like get your friends to play. Easy enough to get your friends to play. Um, hopefully, they don't blame you for like their bank accounts defaulting because they spent like at like ten thousand dollars pulling for a husbando yeah i think i am a massive grinder and i'm big like best in slot uh probably like pay to win if i were into like the gameplay of like any mobile game that exists which kind of scares me because the minute they put out like a monster hunter that requires me to purchase my weapon it's over for me right it's like i'm in the hole but uh i think in general unless, like the the, the way that i bad. yeah unless they're bad then they're bad in that game. It, uh, if they start like balancing uh like a meta game around these pay to win characters what in whatever game it ends up being like that's that's how i know we're kind of doomed because you're gonna like if i am playing that game you're going to have to buy what is meta or like roll for what is meta and then next season it's going to be something new anyway i'm i'm a bit pessimistic about the state of like what free-to-play games are um and and it's hard to deny where the money is right um considering mobile games is like the largest revenue out of like any other platform um probably eventually combined but uh you know i understand it's it's here to stay 
Uh, I'm definitely just going to be cautious myself, but uh, as long as people are aware, like you said, and and looking out for some of the more kind of sly tactics that they use to kind of get you to progress, provide you with some conveniences, then, um, you know, as long as you, right, you're you're free to spend your money how you want and, and play the game how you want, just when when the way that a game is designed is just makes it so impossible to play without that, that's where I uh, start to get worried. Um, yeah, if you're playing a mobile game, look up guides for like spend like it to see if it's worth spending. People will put a lot yeah. of time, and I think those are good resources if you don't know about them. If you're like into mobile games, yeah, yeah. Um, and then as for myself, um, honestly, my favorite games that are the the games I put the most hours in are free to play games, Path of Exile, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, however. I absolutely hate free-to-play games uh, monetization models, and they're so super predatory. And uh, the biggest issue that I have with it, uh, truthfully, is what Justin said: is people follow the money. Uh, I don't know if you guys have recently heard, but you know, like BMW is literally um, putting in like a subscription for their uh, like you know heat heated seats. Um, and I hate the subscription wall now because everybody does it, what? and it's so freaking troll. Yeah, exactly. It's so freaking troll. Like literally, the BMW you Battle Pass. That's crazy. Yeah, and, and so, so with you know, with all these predatory uh, monetization ma- uh, methods being successful is the issue, is where you know it, it overflows into all other aspects of things. And so that's my real biggest concern. I'm like a Teddy pessimistic hate the way yeah. it's moving Just towards like, but. Like games as a service right anything as a service is kind of the model that we'll we'll end up with yeah um and then uh our listener question of the day is what is your favorite free-to-play game um leave it in the comments below slash you know email us at uh pending name at gmail.com <laughs> um <laughs> thanks jay and yeah uh, i think we can hit stop recording Alrighty. Thanks, folks.